0: actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Michelle King. I am on the Boston Up Trainer team and i work as a senior director of procurement and enablement at sap i'm also a coach a mindfulness trainer a diversity inclusion ambassador and a leadership ambassador at work and today i'm here talking about how to evolve from manager to leader in your organization So, you know, my first experience with a manager who lacked leadership skills was really in my late 20s, and I was working for a software education company, and at the time, my youngest daughter came down with a fever the day of a really important expert-level course I designed and was scheduled to deliver. So I called my manager to let her know that I was unable to come to work that day and asked her to reschedule the class. Her tone and response really made it clear to me that she was angry and disappointed, For two days, I cared for my sick child and prepared myself for what I imagined would be a difficult conversation when I returned to work. My fears and anxieties that had filled my mind and kept me awake were reinforced upon my return to work where I was met with hostility. My manager, who was only concerned with my canceling a highly anticipated class, brought me into her office to chastise me for my decision to choose my child's welfare over my work. I was accused of not being committed to my job, not caring about the inconvenience I caused and asked if I really wanted the job because it sure didn't seem like it. After a tense and volatile conversation where I informed her that my job would never take precedence over my child, she wrote me up for insubordination. I left that job a few months later and never looked back. But this moment was pivotal for me. As the highest-rated instructor in the region, my value to her was only in whether I delivered what she demanded when she demanded it. She demonstrated no capacity to lead me through a challenge, appreciate what I had accomplished, or treat me with respect and dignity. And I could clearly see the difference between someone who managed people as though they were a means of production and someone who leads people by building relationships of trust and respect. The experience of being devalued by my manager, despite the years of value I had added to the organization, lit a fire within me to study organizational leadership and to pursue roles where I could employ methods that evolved the role of managing people to a role focused on leading people. My biggest revelation in this pursuit was realizing that managers focus on tasks and outcomes, and leaders focus on providing the structure and environment that allow their teams to manage the tasks and outcomes. So the Zappos CEO uses the analogy of the mayor of a city to discuss the role of leaders, saying the mayor doesn't tell its residents what to do or where to live, Instead, provide certain infrastructure that a city must provide, such as the grid, water, power, and sewage, and basic laws that a city enforces. And for the most part, what happens when a city grows and innovates is a result of the self-organization that happens with a city's residents, businesses, and other organizations. As a leader within my organization, I found that great leaders are leaders who resist the temptation to lead as a chess master controlling each move of the organization and instead give way to an approach as gardener, enabling rather than directing. They create teams that are innovative, creative, demonstrate self-management, collaboration, and high levels of autonomy. This paradigm shift from manager to leader requires a shift in focus from task and metrics to focusing efforts on empowering, investing, being open, listening, veracity, and empathy. By employing these methods, teams can operate successfully with high levels of productivity and psychological safety. So the Evolve methodology starts with empowering. Now leaders create an environment where people can grow stronger and more confident, increasing personal control and autonomy. And how they do that is they agree on clear expectations with their team. Every person understands what's expected of them, when and how it should be delivered. The values, mission, and vision of the team is understood by each person and they can articulate how their work connects to the team's goals. Decisions are made collaboratively between manager and individual, and each person can contribute equally to the team ideas and approach. The second thing in the Evolve uh, methodology is investing. Leaders invest in their teams. Personal development and growth are given equal priority to the work products of individuals. So how they do that is investing time in knowing and understanding their team as individuals and regularly working with them on their career plan. They seek to opportunity on behalf of their team by guiding their personal growth and development. Great leaders invest in their own personal growth to increase their skills in key leadership areas such as emotional intelligence. The third part of the Evolve methodology is being open-minded. So being open-minded allows leaders to see things from a different perspective or how things should be applied in new and novel ways. Now leaders who are open-minded do not need to be the most knowledgeable person in the room. They rely on the expertise of their team to provide ideas, insights, feedback, and solutions that reinforce psychological safety and promote innovation. They allow for experimentation and see failures as opportunities for learning. The next part of the evolved methodology is listening. Listening to your team member without interruption, focused on their concerns with an attitude of curiosity and kindness. Leaders who don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say. It's a quote by Andy Stanley that I really like. Leaders who employ active listening techniques build trusting relationships with their team. When a team member comes with a concern or question, a leader who listens does not attempt to solve the problem for the person, but rather hears the person's concerns fully and then responds with questions to help the individual assert their own ability to resolve the issue. The next part of the evolved methodology is veracity. One of the most important aspects of leadership is veracity. Being transparent, open and truthful is a key to strong leadership. Now leaders who don't sugarcoat information for their team are more trustworthy. Being able to share changes and new challenges with the team with honesty will lead to more productive and innovative solutions. Demonstrating honesty by admitting mistakes Or acknowledging how you are personally growing reinforces the importance of honesty within the team and the last part and probably in my opinion the most important part of the evolved methodology is empathy the ability to connect with someone's personal suffering and understand how they may be feeling so leaders who demonstrate empathy create an environment of psychological safety on their team And psychological safety is the primary factor that drives highly productive teams. When a team member is struggling, good leaders acknowledge their pain, listen to how they're feeling, offer gratitude for the person being willing to share, show interest in their concern, and encourage them and offer support. So using the Evolve methodology, managers can build a plan for personal development that creates opportunity for themselves and their team. By demonstrating traits associated with high-level leaders, your team will become more productive, successful, and engaged. Managers who level up to leaders are better prepared for new challenges, continual organizational change, and greater responsibility. So just as a wrap up to the original story that I told about my manager, years later, I did run into her. And when I saw her, she looked really uh, surprised and happy to see me, which Surprised me to say the least. And she asked if we could sit down and have a conversation. And so we scheduled a lunch and we sat down together and she apologized to me. She realized that at the time she was a new manager and she hadn't taken in any kind of leadership training or manager training that would have helped her to make better decisions about how she handled the situation with me. Since that time, she has grown as a leader herself and she has employed a lot of the methodology that I described in. Um, in this podcast today, it gave me hope that personal development is possible, and that any person who can recognize the importance of this methodology can apply it and become a leader that makes them feel proud of their own behavior and how they manage their people.